This is LBC with Tom Swarbrick. Text 84850. It is 10 to 6. It is a Friday and he's back with his 2023 debut on appropriately the 6th of January from Washington DC with his American Week, Simon Marks. Tom, Happy New Year to everyone there, but over on this side of the Atlantic, every day this week has been more like Groundhog Day than the culmination of the festive season. In many ways, the only thing surprising about the complete chaos we're witnessing on Capitol Hill is the surprise. Elections, after all, have consequences, and when the Republicans only secured a four-seat majority in the House of Representatives in November's midterm elections, not the tidal wave that Donald Trump and others were expecting, well, it became apparent that the most miserable man in town would soon be top Republican Kevin McCarthy. But doesn't this undercut your potential power as Speaker? I mean, has, it, I mean, cut, has it undercut the power of all the other Speakers? But, but we haven't I, been I, in this I, position I, 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 since 1859. I mean, doesn't that inherently mean that you would be a weaker Speaker? No. The very excellent Chad Pergram of Fox News trying to get Mr. McCarthy last night to recognize the fragile reality he's facing. After 11 separate votes since Tuesday, he has has still not been able to get enough support from his own party to become the next Speaker of the House of Representatives. And just a reminder, that's not the bloke who shouts, order, order. It's the person who determines the body's legislative agenda, decides what bills to bring up for a vote, and is second in line for the presidency after the vice president. So this is a big deal. Today is likely to be no different. Around 20 far-right Republicans are dug in, insisting they won't back McCarthy. And after a week in which he has thrown concession after concession in their direction, he still hasn't been able to seal the deal. After that 11th failed vote last night, he insisted his quest continues. It's not one side's going to get more than another. It's the entire conference is going to have to learn how to work together. So it's better that we go through this process right now so we can achieve the things we want to achieve for the American public, what our commitment was. So if this takes a little longer, Longer and it doesn't meet your deadline, that's okay, because it's not, it, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And if we finish well, we'll be very successful. But Mr. McCarthy's predicament is the inevitable result of what happens when a divided Republican Party meets a highly polarized electorate. The result, a narrow majority in which the party's crazy brigade now thinks it's in the catbird seat and has spent the week quite literally holding the government hostage. Center stage, character who are no strangers to regular listeners of American Week, like Congresswoman Lauren Bobart, the pistol-packing representative from Colorado. On Tuesday, when the new House was supposed to be sworn in, she busied herself making videos about the removal of metal detectors from the halls of Congress, a pet peeve because they stopped her from taking a gun into the legislature. When I arrived in Congress two years ago, Nancy Pelosi put this hunk of garbage outside of the House chambers Today, they are being removed and we are turning Pelosi's house back into the people's house. Completely crackers. Alongside her in the anarchic department, Congressman Matt Gates of Florida. He said this week that he will never support Congressman McCarthy for the position of Speaker, a personal feud that does not appear to be rooted in ideology. Because every time rebels like Congressman Gates are asked what they want, they can't articulate any meaningful philosophical demand. For months... We have been asking Mr. McCarthy for his battle plan. And all we got was a handful of howdy and a mouthful of much obliged. So we do not want to be here at this moment. We would prefer 
to have a unity of purpose, but we will not continue to allow the uniparty to run this town without a fight. What does any of that even mean? Well, it indicates this won't end with the election of a speaker, but that members of the so-called Freedom Caucus are determined to continue throwing spanners into the congressional works for the next two years. How bad is it? Well, so bad that even former President Donald Trump can't get them to stop. He's told them twice this week to pack it in, but we even reached the stage where Congresswoman Bobart turned on him. Even having my favorite president call us and tell us we need to knock this off, I think it actually needs to be reversed. The president needs to tell Kevin McCarthy that, sir, you do not have the votes and it's time to withdraw. With that, I yield. Thank you. And you thought panto season was over. Another measure of how bad things are, we've discovered a right-wing cabal that is too nutty even for Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. You remember her. She's the one who thinks that Jewish-controlled space lasers are behind forest fires in California. She's backing Kevin McCarthy. This is not anything about the country. They just don't like Kevin McCarthy. You cannot be successful in anything if you are an able to walk in a room and get a deal done and then walk away with the W and get to work and not worry about who you like and who you don't like. It's quite a moment when, with a W, she's the voice of reason. But to be fair, she just wants to get to the point where she can haul Hunter Biden before Congress and question him about his laptop and make good on pledges she made to voters to prove that the Bidens are an organised crime family. It must be deeply frustrating being held up from that kind of urgent work. It's embarrassing for the country. The president speaking on Wednesday. I mean, you know, to be able to have a Congress that can't function is just embarrassing. We're the greatest nation in the world. How can that be? It's a puzzler, but it demonstrates that the threat to American democracy is by no means over. And it presents a fresh challenge on the world stage for a president who insists democracies can deliver for their peoples and triumph over autocracies like Russia and China. Not if they're ungovernable, they can't. So President Biden pointedly this week made a journey to Kentucky, accompanied by the Republican leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell. The two of them stood in front front of a bridge that will soon be rebuilt thanks to bipartisan agreement on infrastructure spending between the White House and Congress last summer. I wanted to start off the new year at this historic project here because I believe it sends an important message. We can work together. We can move the nation forward. We just drop a little bit of our egos and focus on what is needed in the country. Flanking him and echoing him, Republican Senator Mitch McConnell. This was one of the big projects to deal with the crumbling infrastructure that we've all been talking about for years. And so we finally stepped up together and addressed it. But he knows the Senate can only get things done if the House of Representatives is also functioning. And at this hour, exactly two years after Donald Trump's mob was about to descend violently on the congressional complex, the House of Representatives has essentially been hijacked. The actions of its far-right Republican members have now brought governing activity to a standstill for even longer than Trump's violent supporters disrupted things on January the 6th two years ago. We are a long way now from Ronald Reagan's maxim that U.S. democracy was a shining city on the hill for other nations to emulate, and even further from a 1939 Frank Capra Hollywood blockbuster. Mr. Smith goes to Washington 
is a significant picture. It is significant because it emphasizes democracy in action. James Stewart plays Jefferson Smith, a small-town hero who saves American democracy. You all think I'm late. Well, I'm not late. And I'm going to stay right here and fight for this lost cause, even if this room gets filled with lies like these. But today, there doesn't seem to be a similarly motivated hero waiting in the legislative wings. We're only one week into the new year, Tom, and the portents for what lies ahead are those of gridlock and dysfunction. From Washington, D.C., with his American Week, Simon Marks.